الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم We live in a system that emphasizes perfection and it shuns errors We live in a system or in a society or in a time that emphasizes perfection and by and large it shuns error so much so that a person that makes mistakes even if they correct their errors usually this is not highlighted rather what's highlighted is how good you can be at something for instance you know if a person scores highly on an exam then that is what grants them entry into graduate school and if they make a lot of errors on an exam, then that causes them to miss out on a lot of opportunities in life. You can apply this, a person commits a crime, and usually there's some label attached to it. They're given a misdemeanor, they're given a felony. And even if they feel bad about what they did, usually these things are not just going to be wiped away. Usually there's going to be some lasting ramifications for this. Maybe it'll be time in prison or in jail or it'll be time on probation, or it'll be missed uh, opportunities career-wise. You, it's harder to land a job. Uh, many employers will fire you if they find out that this happened, let alone you know, hire a new employee for this. Uh, and you know, this is irrespective. There's, you know, now there's movements that are trying to improve the system, the, ju- the justice system, right? criminal justice reform, so that people that have committed crimes are still given more opportunities to come back and then function in society. But this is just a work in progress. By and large, we tend to emphasize the importance of perfection and excellence, which allows us to move on to the next step, and we tend to shun error and mistake, even if a person aims to rectify this. Now, one can debate whether or not the system is correct you know, from the perspective of this world. But in the court of Allah Ta'ala, things are a bit different. And this is highlighted by a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. He says it so beautifully, it's narrated in Ibn Majah. The Prophet ﷺ says, طُوبَ لِمَنْ وُجِدَ فِي صَحِيفَتِهِ إِسْتِغْفَارًا كَثِيرًا طُوبَ لِمَنْ وُجِدَ فِي صَحِيفَتِهِ إِسْتِغْفَارًا كَثِيرًا طُوبَ meaning glad tidings or blessed be for the one who finds liman wujida fi sahifati who finds in their sahifa their their record or their book istighfaran kathira abundant istighfar what is meant by sahifati what is meant by their record or their book right we all know that all of us are writing a book we're drafting a book right now as we speak a book is being drafted and we are the authors of this book and those books that book is going to have every single aspect of our life in it and it'll be presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and it comes in surah al-haqqah that depending on which hand we receive our book in it'll determine what our end point will be right and this is a lengthy detailed discussion but just the general idea is that a person has a book of deeds that are being recorded and these are going to be presented before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now we may not see that book right now but rest assured it's being written when will we see that book 
and what's written in that book, even though we're the authors of it, when will we actually see what's contained within that book? It'll be on the Day of Judgment. It'll be in the Day of Judgment. We'll, we'll, we'll have a chance to review what we had done over the course of our life. Now, if we were to base this book that we're writing and the chances of success, and we were to compare it to those things in this world that grant us success, we would think that our book should be filled with only good deeds. Because any possibility of error in this world is considered a sign of failure. And there's limited opportunity for people who err. But look what the Prophet says. He doesn't say that glad tidings be, or blessed be the one who in their book finds good deed after good deed after good deed after good deed after good deed. He says, glad tidings be to the person who when they look at their book on the Day of Judgment, they see in it, istighfaran kathira, abundant istighfar, abundant opportunities or op transactions in which we repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Istighfar is when a person seeks forgiveness from Allah ta'ala. And the Prophet says, Blessed be the one who finds in this book abundant istighfar. Not, and what's amazing is the wording that's being used. Liman fihi is like the passive tense. Like you weren't seeking it. You just happened to find in your book that, wow, I wasn't expecting this. I see a lot of times where I had repented to Allah. Now, it's amazing because it highlights to us the importance of doing istighfar and the importance of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our mistakes and our sins, right? What's being highlighted here is that it is as important, maybe more important, and depends on the situation, as striving toward performing right deeds. It's rectifying the errors that we make, right? But we think of deen, as, or you can say deeds in general, we think of deeds as I need to accumulate righteous deed, righteous deed, good deed, praise, salah, fast, Quran, etc., etc., etc. And I need, to, I need to accumulate all these things because these are going to be written down and this is my opportunity to shine, right, before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the reality is, you know, we are weak and we make a lot of mistakes and the majority of us make more mistakes than we perform good deeds. Now, what's the solution to this? Is it that we ignore the bad that we do and we just let it continue and we rather just focus on what's good? No, that's not, that's not what we're learning from this hadith, nor is it what we learn from the hadith, from the example of the Prophet ﷺ. What we learn is that, you know, as much time as we put in towards striving toward good things, we should spend at least that amount of time repenting from the errors that we make. And this is the person who's giving glad tidings on the Day of Judgment. This is the person who's giving glad tidings in the Day of Judgment. You know, we can think about it this way. Deeds serve a couple of purposes. One purpose, sure, is that we know that we perform a deed and we earn a reward. Right? That's we know when we accumulate you know, reward and reward. But really, I mean, what does Allah need with our deeds? Uh, what benefit does Allah Ta'ala get by me performing my salah? What benefit does He get if I were to open the Qur'an and recite it? Or if I was to give uh, money in His path? I mean, what? how does it affect Allah. What benefit does he gain from this? He's already perfect. He's already supreme. He's already magnificent. And we are nothing in comparison to Allah. Honestly, even if we were to pray from now until the day we died, you know, verse, it, there's, it wouldn't affect Allah in any way. Meaning it wouldn't change or benefit Allah Ta'ala in any way. So what is the benefit of me doing all of these things? Well, one benefit is that it gives me an opportunity to attract the attention of Allah. Right? I know that I'm a weak, helpless human being. And I am utterly dependent upon my Creator. 
Now, I am dependent on His mercy. I'm dependent upon His showering of His mercy upon us, His blessings, etc. That perhaps the deed that I perform can, it's a, it's essentially, it's a, it's an attempt at desperation because we are nothing and He's everything. That maybe by my deeds, then Allah Ta'ala will look down upon me with a glimpse of His mercy because He sees this poor, helpless servant making some effort toward His path. Right? I mean, but look at it. Our de- I mean, even our deeds are inconsistent. Our salah is incomplete. I mean, you know, this is the reason we pray our salah. And as soon as we finish our salah, the first three things that we recite, as soon as we finish our good deed, we say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Right? This is from the example of the Prophet Because even those things that we deem to be righteous, we're making mistake, we're erroring in it. And the Prophet tells us, seek Astaghfirullah immediately after. So, we should look at this hadith and remind ourselves that it is of extreme importance that I am regular in my istighfar. That I seek forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala constantly, consistently, and abundantly and it should fill my day. You know, there's many hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that highlight how frequently he did istighfar. You know, in one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, who's perfect by the way, who's never, who never committed a sin, he himself, one hadith, and these are in Bukhari and Muslim, one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that at least 70 times in a day he would seek istighfar. Right? How many of us are seeking istighfar 70 times in a day? In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says 100 times in a day, he says that he repents and seeks forgiveness from Allah. I mean, we can imagine if we did a hundred times a day where we sought Allah's forgiveness, you know, we, our book would be filled with it, right? It's not, it's not impossible to fill our sahifa, our book with, with istighfar. It's just not something that's been made a priority for the community. And that's what we want to highlight today. In particular, we want to highlight it because the month of Ramadan is approaching, right? It's just a matter of a few days away. And this is our opportunity to seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. As in addition to the fast that we'll keep, and the nightly prayers that we'll perform, and the Qur'an that we'll recite, part of our daily routine in Ramadan should absolutely be that we spend some time, morning, evening, throughout the afternoon, etc., Seeking the forgiveness of Allah. Because we want to be from amongst that group. We're on the Day of Judgment, you know, when the book is shown to us and we see, wow, subhanAllah, you know, I have all of these opportunity, all these um, uh, opportunities of repentance that I took advantage of. And look how pleased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me on that day. Right? We, and we, many hadith that highlight that, um, uh, you know, that every, every human being will make mistakes. Right? And that's acceptable. Within the scope of deen, it's acceptable. Because that's our nature. Right? That every human being is someone who makes mistakes regularly. Um, but the best of those are those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. So we see this highlighted here. So we should build this into our routine, especially as Ramadan is approaching. As we begin to prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan, we should ask ourselves, well, how much time do I plan to spend in the day seeking Allah's forgiveness? How much of my book that of deeds that I'm going to perform and present to Allah Ta'ala in the day of judgment? You know, we, we, we compile this book during the month of Ramadan. How much of that will be filled with istighfar where I just turn back to Allah? That this is our attitude, that we are, we are in desperate need of Allah's mercy. No matter what deeds we perform, ultimately it'll never compare to the magnificence and greatness of Allah. Better that I ye- use these deeds, to, of course, to earn reward, but also to maybe attract Allah's attention so that He will shower His mercy upon me because I'm that in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Now, 
obviously this doesn't mean that we make attempts to sin, right? This is not an escape for that. We still have to strive to do what's good, right? But despite our efforts in doing what's good as human beings, and Allah Ta'ala knows our nature better than we know ourselves, we are going to make mistakes. And it is extremely important that we build into our routine time where we con- where we actively reflect upon our day and weed out those evils and there's those errors that we that we that we made you know it's amazing because in this world a person makes a mistake and they can't get a job a person makes a mistake they lose their job a person makes a mistake they um their per- it goes on their criminal record and they are shunned from society but in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if a person repents truly and seeks istighfar then it's wiped away. In fact, look what's happening. You're getting the book back. And it's not reminding you of all the bad things that you did. It's saying, good job. You did something bad, but you corrected it. Good. We're being, um, you can say, uh, rewarded, right? Based off of the mistakes that we had made. As long as we turn those into opportunities for istighfar. So we should think about this deeply. We should have a routine of istighfar regularly, the way the Prophet ﷺ did as well. We should remember that on the Day of Judgment, glad tidings will be upon the person who, when they receive their book, they look at it and they find in it abundant istighfar where they had turned back to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So may Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala grant us all the tawfiq to appreciate the value of repentance. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala make us regular in our uh, istighfar. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala forgive us for all of our mistakes. Wa akhir da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.